welcome to Knit British, the podcast that explores all the connections of Britishness in wool, fibre and knitting. On this journey, meeting all of the people involved, from sheep to skein, I am your host, Louise Scully. Knit British and love local wool. Knit British is proud to be sponsored by Brit Yarn. Brit Yarn is an online wool shop run by Isla, selling British wool, patterns and knitting accessories. With yarns from West Yorkshire Spinners, Wooly Chic, Blacker Yarns and more, and incredible hand-dyed yarns from the Knitting Goddess, all the wool sold by Isla meets the Brit Yarn Wooly Principles. So you can shop with confidence of British wool with provenance from British suppliers. To share and celebrate in a love of wool, visit www.brityarn.co.uk or click on the logo in the show notes. Hello and welcome to episode 84 of the Knit British Podcast. A big welcome back to those of you who have been here before and a special hello to those of you joining us for the first time today. How are you? It's nice to be back so soon. Don't normally do weekly podcasts, but having taken a nice break at the, at the beginning of this month, there's still a lot to squeeze in. What have you been up to? I know some of you have been remaking, and so have I, and I'll be chatting about that a bit later today. And I know some of you have been me made maying. Hasn't that been lovely to see? What folk have been posting on Instagram and social media, lovely to celebrate the handmade all month and see lots of folk also inspired uh, to start sewing this month too as a result of Me Made Me. That's a lovely thing. More power to your needles. Thank you for your feedback uh, from the episode last week uh, on the British wool love. It has made me think a lot since that episode, particularly about... The understanding that goes into making the yarn that we, the yarn-buying public, want in terms of yarn and a real story behind that yarn. And that got me thinking in turn to labelling and how the labels from yarn from small businesses usually give us all the info we could possibly need. Provenance, sheep sheep breeds, blends, specific percentages of fibre included... Some could get better at including gauge and even approximate meterage. I don't know why approximate meterage gets left off sometimes because that's quite important. But all in all, the labels tell much more of a story than some of the larger yarn companies do. We should do better, really. So it's given me food for thought, you know, and I always tell you to ask questions about the wool that you buy. If it doesn't say what you need to know on the label... Look at the website, and if it doesn't say on the website, ask the seller. And much of the time, the info is on the website or available elsewhere. But what I've been thinking about is what happens when the label just says British wool and nothing else. Personally, in my own knitting, most most of the time, that's okay with me because my motto since... Before the podcast, since starting Knitting British, the original challenge was to seek out wool grown, spun or dyed in the UK. And that's always been my rule. But I think as far as the podcast goes, in terms of reviews, 
I've decided not to accept review yarn which doesn't state the wool content um, unless that information is available publicly elsewhere. And I do feel a certain responsibility with Knit British to review yarns here that have that kind of story and traceability about them. So what does that mean for future reviews? Well, here in my own knitting, it doesn't mean a thing because as I've said, I'll still knit with British wool. I'll still knit with British wool and I'll probably talk about it, you know, cast on, cast off section and things like that in my own knitting. But as far as the wool that I'm being asked to review, it does mean a bit of a change. I will try out a yarn for you that's called British wool, I'm using quote marks here, or simply labelled as such if the info on fibre content and breeds is made available elsewhere. So let's say a, a, an example of this might be Kate Davis's Buchel, which I reviewed ages ago. Uh, and on the label it says grown in Scotland, made in Yorkshire, or, you know, something like that because I don't have it right in front of me. But on Kate's website there is clear information that the wool is Shetland and Cheviot and there's a lot of information on there. So I'm happy with that, happy to review a yarn that... You know, if the information is not quite on the label, it's freely available elsewhere. If the wool is just classified as, quotes, British or, quotes, made in the UK, which is not always something that you can take confidence in either because it can mean as little as it was just bald here and it was, you know, or labelled here and it's imported wool. And if the manufacturer or seller or website can't tell me what the wool is or how much of the content of it is British, I won't review it. I believe in clear labelling and information and we really need more of this. And this year, you know, already it's May and I've been asked to review a couple of yarns and I have been told by the yarn sellers, one of whom commissioned the yarn, that they didn't know the breeds or the wool content in their yarn. I am not sure that that's really good enough, and it's definitely not good enough for you listeners. And so today I pledge that reviewed yarn on Knit British will have clear information so that you can make an informed purchase. Keep asking questions, guys. Keep challenging what is British, what is local, what goes into the yarn that you want to knit with. If the information is not clear, you've got to ask If you're not happy with information that you find, don't buy it. Cast on, cast off. I'll talk a little bit about my remakery efforts in a moment, but I wanted to talk about a thing that I recently took off the blocking mats that will soon be winging its way to New Zealand. I'm just going to reach over for it. You might remember that I've fallen in love with Granny Square Crochet and as I'm getting a new nephew who is imminent, um, I thought a blanket would be a fun and relatively quick project to to make. Of course, I wanted something that was relatively baby-friendly and easy wash for the parents and my go-to for that kind of thing is usually West Yorkshire Spinners. Then I remembered seeing Isla talking about crocheting with Air Valley and I thought... That's probably the most much most encouragement that I need to go and buy some yarn uh, and do this blanket. I already had some of the lovely oatmeal colour of the Air Valley Arin and I thought, because I'm not into gendered colour choices for babies, I went for something awesomely bright and some of the jewelled colours that 
the Air Valley uh, range offers. So I went for the rusty orange, the emerald green and a lovely deep purple. I started alternating the co- uh, the colours with a row of the oatmeal and then once I'd got through the, the three colours, I decided to do two rows of oatmeal and one colour um, just for a bit of variation. And, oh, I just loved how uh, smooth the Air Valley crocheted up and the stitches are just so puffy and plumpy. I can't stop stroking it. It's just lovely. That texture, I just love that texture. I made the blanket quite big because it's nice to do little cot and pram blankets, but I wanted to do something that lived beyond that and, you know, might become might become a favourite blanket. I don't know who, who's to say. I think it was 32 inches square unblocked, but I blocked it quite aggressively. Um, so the finished size is about 37 inches square. And I just finished it off with a single crochet chain around the edge. I was just so chuffed with it, so chuffed with it. I washed it in the machine at 30 with the spin cycle turned way down and I'm thrilled with how that wool content has just fluffed up and become really soft. I mean, it was soft to begin with, but now it's got just a lovely uh, soft woolly halo over it. And I used blocking wires, as I said, blocked it quite big and I'm just so chuffed with how it looks. So just the ends to weave in now and... I'm not so fond of weaving in ends in crochet, but hey-ho. If you want to knit granny squares, colourful ones at that, then you have to weave in the ends. And then it can be sent off to New Zealand for that imminent nephew. I really can highly recommend Air Valley for crochet um, if you don't want to go down the acrylic or cotton route. Not a fan of either particularly, but for those who like that sort of thing, that is the sort of thing that they like. Air Valley is... It's a great yarn and the colours are pretty awesome for crochet, crocheting granny squares. Just such great bright shades as well as the, the, the neutrals. And we're better to go, plug, 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 than our lovely sponsor this episode, Brit Yarn. And since the last time Brit Yarn sponsored the show, there have been some lovely updates to the shop, including the West Yorkshire Spinners Wensleydale gems which are just so such brightly coloured double knit Wensleydale skeins they're just gorgeous uh West Yorkshire Spinners have done that Wensleydale uh for a while just in the in the undyed colour and I'm so glad that they've decided decided to dye it now and the shades are just awesome there's also delicious knitting goddess goodies such as the new bfl and nylon and those scrumptious color wheel sets aren't they just so covetable isla also launched some incredibly lovely uh, ethel the sheep stitch markers earlier this month uh, made by yarn street they are so cute and next week can you believe it is going to be the second birthday for brit yarn that's lovely happy 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 birthday brit yarn and isla all good wishes for many more happy years so that we can come to you for our british wool needs and if you love brit yarn and you love your luxury British hand-dyed wool, then you should definitely look out for something special that celebrates this birthday. Something kind of awesome and knitting goddess related and Ethel related. 
this is a very special something or other that I'm not allowed to talk too much about uh, that will be going on sale on the 2nd of June, which is Brit Yarn's birthday. So if you don't already, please go over to BritYarn.co.uk and make sure you're signed up to Isla's newsletter. Uh, and I, can I just say that just prior to recording, a picture of that special something or other popped into my inbox. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Talking about dates to look forward to, are you planning any wooly nitty adventures in the coming month? Uh, on the 3rd of June, it's Leeds Wool Festival and it's happening at Armley Mills. And I'm really looking forward to spending the day soaking up all that textile history. And maybe some wool too, although I've got a big wool month ahead of me. So I'm going to try not to be too over ambitious on the yarn spending. It's already a spendy day out getting down to Leeds. So I'm going to try and be good when it comes to the yarn buying. Famous last words. On the 17th of June, it's the Indieborough Craft Crawl. And this year, it's not just our lovely local yarn shops here in Edinburgh that are involved. Um, you can still visit June's Twist Studio, Kathy's Knits, Be Inspired. But you can also visit some of our wonderful sewing stores and crafty places such as Edinburgh Patchwork, The Cloth Shop, Pins and Needles, My Bare Paw and Solda's Studio as well. And there will be an after party at Hema with a pop-up market. Pop-up market um, was uh, first debuted last year and I know that there are going to be some wonderful vendors there. I'm not quite sure if the list is out yet. Um, I know that Knit Mastery, Stitch Mastery are going to be there. And I know that the wonderful Queen of Pearls is going to be there. And the Queen of Pearls is going to be our sponsor of an episode next month. And I went to visit her and had a little uh, tour of her shop and interview with her. So you can look forward to that happening in June. So this is going to be a wonderful day. It starts at 10 o'clock and runs till 6 o'clock. I think that's the craft part and the pop-up market. And then there will be an after party at Hema. Um, I'll put all the links to the show notes. But if you need more information, you can find it at gingertwiststudios.com. And thank you so much to Jess from Ginger Twist, who arranges this incredible crawl every year and puts so much time and effort into it knowing that we just love this kind of thing and you know special touches like the pop-up market and the after party that's wonderful so if you're coming to Edinburgh for Indieborough Yarn Crawl do let us know I'm hoping to be at the pop-up market for sure I think I have to work that day so but I'm desperate to try and get to the market so um, it'd be lovely to see you there and have a chat and a knit with you. Also Woolfest is happening next month on the 23rd and the 24th of June and I'm hoping to get along on the Saturday. I'll perhaps talk a little bit about that next time as I've got some yarn from two of the vendors um, who are going to be at Woolfest. I think both of them are exhibiting for the first time there. Um, there is also a mill open weekend at John Arbin on the 9th and 10th of June too and that's down in Devon. Are you going to that? There is a thread in the Knit British group started by Maz um, for anyone who's planning to go and wants to arrange um, a little meetup. Um, so go over and check that out. And whatever you get up to with your really nitty adventures, I hope you have an awesome time. I have been using the remake theme to focus 
on some projects that I've really wanted to make again and we have a thread in the Knit British Ravelry group uh, for those of you who want to join in on the remaking motivation and there is a lot of remaking going on. Elle Griffiths finished a Lady Marple cardigan which is just stunning and what a fast knitter considering we've only been doing this for a couple of weeks. Erica Eccles remade another pair of Susan B. Anderson's worsted socks in Air Valley. The lovely Elethea, who you may remember from our Hapalong. In our Hapalong, the first one, Elethea knitted haps that were inspired by great works of art and artists. And she's doing that again um, with more artists. And uh, she's posted a picture in the thread of the inspiration source and her haps. Brilliant idea, just wonderful. I'm making slow progress on my Marin remake, which is the Marin shawl by Asalda. And I did a good bit of knitting, though, during the Eurovision. That was good, wasn't it? Good knitting time. I'm using the yet-to-be-released yarn from Linda at the Kettle Yarn Company. It's Romney and Shetland, and it's... Oh, humana, humana, humana. It is just lovely, particularly in the garter of the shawl. I knitted a swatch in this and for days just carried it about in my pocket and just every now and again had a little squidge of it. That sounds a bit wrong. It's not wrong. There's nothing wrong about squidging swatches in your pocket. I just love the texture. It's uh, it's uh, heathery, it's wooly, it's just lovely. And I can't wait to get further on with the... Um, shawl and I'm, I just know that this sh garter shawl is going to block gorgeously in this wool. I'm going to use a modification to make the marine shawl a bit longer. Um, I know some other of the remakers are making mods here and there as well to their projects and that's possibly because the whole inspiration to remake again is inspired by the fact that you want to make it bigger or longer or smaller or shorter or fatter. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what what everyone, the mods that people make. Um, are you interested in joining us for a bit of a remakery, just using that remake motivation to make, knit, crochet, weave, sew, whatever, something that you've made before and just really wanted to make again? Whatever you want to make, get over into the Knit British Ravelry group and tell us about it. Talking about remakery, did you see that the Knitting Goddess has remake-inspired bags in her shop with a quote on them from me? The bags are awesome. They're denim, there's knit print lining, and they're just awesome. They say, uh, cast on, knit, cast off, repeat, basically. And I, I was trying to think of a, a slogan that um, encapsulated remake, but really just encapsulates our our attitude to knitting and I thought yeah repeat knit repeat <laughs> is probably quite a good one you can find them at the knittinggoddess.co.uk they're lovely I kind of want one in every colour and style of stitch in the knit knitted fabric print they're just gorgeous Pom Pom Quarterly 
celebrates its fifth anniversary. How wonderful is that? Uh, that these volumes of knitterly goodness and inspiration that we all covet and count down to the release of is the big five. It's wonderful. As part of the celebrations, Pom Pom Quarterly are organising Pomfest, a big old birthday bash in London on the 14th and 15th of July. There will be an incredible marketplace, talks by international woolly speakers and a live version of the Pom Pom podcast. In addition to that, John Arbin will be doing his now infamous DJ set and it's set to be a really fantastic weekend. If you are in or can get to London, I hope you can go. I think it's going to be a really special event indeed. It's being held at Studio Spaces in Shadwell in the Tower Hamlets area of London. Tickets cost £15 for each day and £15 for the evening festivities. And you can get these at www.pompommag.com. However, Pom Pom Quarterly being so lovely as they are, have given us a pair of tickets for one lucky winner and a pal to attend. How wonderful is that? You can enjoy all of the fun of their birthday bash. Go to the Knit British Ravelry group just now and find the thread to enter. I'll close entries about the 16th of June. Please only enter if you can definitely make it to London on the 14th or 15th. Um, of July. I know that so many of you want to go and um, but and would want to enter but you have to make your own way to London and you have to be able to be there so please only enter if, if you if you can really go and you're serious about going. Um, all the information about entering and the, the ticket details are is in that thread over there in the Knit British Ravelry group. Thank you so much to Pom Pom for such a lovely prize and their loveliness it just goes on and on because they have also sent me a preview copy of Pom Pom Quarterly 21, which is a bumper celebration issue. So best pause, go make a cuppa because you'll need it for this bit. If, like me, you are impatiently waiting for this issue of Pom Pom, let me tell you, you're not going to be disappointed. There are 16 designs all by a bevy of wonderful designers who are pom-pom quarterly alumni. Bristol Ivy, Hoki Locatelli, Vera Valamaki, Thea Coleman, Julia Farwell-Clay, Coop Nitz, Frankie Hughes, Diana Walla, Alexa Ludman, Fiona Alice, Anna Maltz, that's just a few. The list goes on and on. Um, I'll talk about some of, some of these designs in a moment, but I want to go straight to the articles and columns, which is one of my favourite parts of, of Pom Pom magazine. I really love the feature content that they have here. And there's, there's always a recipe. There's always a fantastic column by Anna Maltz. Beautiful illustrations by Katie Green. Pattern's awesome, but I really always like to kind of flip to the written content as well. Anna Malt's regular column looks at parties and talks about knitting at shindigs and it, accompany, uh, it encompasses parties full of knitters and also the times where you are the sole knitter at a social gathering. Very well observed, funny too and as Anna says, there ain't no party like a knitting party. Um, also, Rachel Atkinson's essay with Clara Parks on British wool is an absolute must read. I This is the thing that I went to first in the preview, got myself a cuppa and went straight to this article. It looks at British wool from in the textile industry as well as in hand knitting and asks what we need to do to ensure a future for British wool in the global marketplace. 
it's really informed, uh, important piece of writing that covers topics such as the sustainability of British spinning facilities uh, and can the current facility sustain the market at the moment and that is something I talk, I've talked about here before um, the need for more knowledgeable and skilled people with experience in the field honestly this is such a great discussion, discussion that started here and I hope they can grow legs and continue with positive forward motion um, because we can't rest on our laurels about the rule that we love right let's get on to those patterns Oh, there is so much incredibleness here. There really is. The cover star is Vera Valmaki's Anniversaire. Oh my goodness, this is a stunning cabled cardigan. Hip length with a grandpa style collar and just acres of texture. You can feel the plumpness and the warmth in the cables just from those images. It is delicious, absolutely de- delicious. And it's knit in La Bienname. Uh, double knit as well so a piece of absolute luxury it's gorgeous Thea Coleman has designed the Seville wrap gorgeous chevrons of lace really really pretty wrap I can imagine being wrapped in this on summer evenings Soiree by Emily Fodden this is such a satisfying sigh of a sweater it's knit in alpaca and mohair it's kind of a devil may care in that luscious luminous fibre, cropped bags of positive ease. Really, really, really lovely. Little textural details on the side and the arms. It's just lovely, really lovely. And another standout for me is Boom by Kiyomi Bergen. It's a classic vest. I'm really, really into the vests and tees at the moment. Really loving all those kind of um, designs at the moment. And this is gorgeous. Uh, it's been designed also to coordinate with the Shindig shawl, which is also in this issue, designed by Sashiko Bergen. Um, such a classy pairing of stripes and then the softening of lace on the edge of the shawl. Really, really yummy. I also love Hoki Locatelli's bonbon mitts. Twisted stitch with lace detail, gorgeous. Rachel Coopy's festoon socks bring a bit of garter and cable jazz to the party. And the hats in this issue are gorgeous and plentiful. There's the Hoopla Hat by Diana Walla, Sparklers by Fiona Alice and Bash by Linda DeBeck. All bring in their own unique blends of colour work and gorgeous design. I particularly love the sparkles hat in Kettle Yarn Company Bale. Simple, so stunning. Another standout for me is Frankie Hughes' Jamboree top. It's knit in a very lightweight alpaca from John Arbin. Features a gorgeous striping and eyelet design. It's an effortlessly cool looking sweater, just gorgeous. Also, Alexa Ludman's Rave Shawl has cables and garter. I'm so drawn to this cables and garters look. It's just gorgeous. And it's in a really bright, punchy colour of rainbow heirloom, which I actually thought, when I saw it, I thought that's Ginger to a Studio Pegasus, but it's not. It's a rainbow heirloom and it's gorgeous. So, such a bright shade. It looks simultaneously warm and cosy, but sultry and slinky in the way that it's styled in the photographs gorgeous and there are still more designs but from what I've just described here you can get a really good feel for what this bumper celebration issue holds festivities celebration textured stitches galore luxury yarns and such a lot of wonderful innovative designs what a wonderful way to celebrate five years of pom-pom quarterly 
As always, the patterns uh, are written and have charts where where necessary, laid out beautifully. As you know, it, when I'm reading a pattern, line spacing and margins is really important to me. So Pom Pom always ticks that box and beautifully illustrated schematics. You can buy this glorious issue right now at pompommagazine.com. Print issues ship around about now. You will be able to find the magazine in your favourite usual stockist soon too. It costs £9.50 for the print edition, which has a Ravelry download code. Get it. Have your own little pom-pom party. And happy, happy birthday, lovely pom-pom. I raise my glass to you. That is about all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening and joining in with the Knit British Ravelry group and joining in with the chat on social media. I will be back around the 9th of June. Uh, I, in that time, I will have been to Leeds Wool Fest, so I might have some stories to tell you from there. And you will meet another of our woolly muckers, the fantastic Malin Blythe Spirit. Until then, take good care. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Knit British podcast. To find out more, visit www.knitbritish.net. You can email me louise at knitbritish.net. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at knit underscore British. And I'm on Ravelry as Lyra. Take care of that throat. You're a big
I got no glory. I got no fame. I got no big mansions. I got no money. But I've got... What have I got? I don't know. What have you got? I gotta get out of here.